0: Hell froze over, so here comes the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The very best Medicare podcast in the whole wide world. And now crapped out once again, Medicare expert Doug Jones. Oh, boy, oh, boy, it is another exciting, thrill-packed episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. It is a wonderful, wonderful uh, event in my life when I can share my Medicare knowledge with a bunch of avid listeners like you. So thank you so much for joining us today. I generally like to share my Medicare knowledge with people by encouraging them them to buy my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man, and the current edition is 2023. If you're listening to this in the year 2023 and you'd like to acquire my book, you can go to amazon.com or you can go to barnesandnoble.com and put the title of the book into the search window, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. Don't forget the numbers, because if you don't put the numbers in, you're likely to wind up with an older version, and you want to have the most current version. So assuming it's 2023 when you're hearing this, you should ask for the book that ends in 2023, and then once you are shown the book on uh, the sales page that you'll find, You'll have your choice. At least when you go to Amazon, you're going to have your choice. You're going to be able to listen to the book. You're going to be able to read the book on your Kindle, your e-reader. Um, that's going to be a very, very uh, uh, cost-effective purchase. It's going to cost you about $3.80 to purchase the Kindle ebook, Or you can get the paperback. That is the most commonly purchased uh, edition of the book. It is uh, every bit as chock full of Medicare knowledge as all all the other books, but it's uh, the workhorse. It's get it done, get her done. And finally, we have the uh, grand dam of the collection of Medicare for the Lazy Man books. It would be the $22 hardcover color illustration book from Amazon. It is a magnificent work of art. And frankly, if I were in the market for some Medicare knowledge, if I knew how effective the book that I've written was, and if I wanted to keep the book forever and ever and refer to it as uh, time passes or to read it again, uh, to go down memory lane, I would opt for the $22 hardcover book from amazon.com but that's just me i'm going to trust your judgment to do what's best for you and some of the one of the people in my life who does what's best for me is randy carson he had an exciting encounter with mother nature recently and i bet he's just really anxious to share it with you the audience members hiya randy i am i had a i had
1: an amazing experience last night
0: please share that with
1: us I have lived many decades, and there's one thing that I have never encountered, never seen, and I saw it last night.
0: And that was a winning lottery ticket, right?
1: Well, there is that problem, too, but <laughs> this this wasn't nearly as uh, potentially profit-making as that. I saw a desert tarantula in my backyard.
0: Now, what made and- it a desert tarantula? Or did you just make that name up? <laughs>
1: no, that's actually the what they called. Uh, that's well, we're in the desert, but uh, as opposed to then the Nebraska tarantulas, oh, they're, there you they're go. different. Uh, sure. No, that's actually what it's called. Is it's called a desert tarantula, and I have never uh, kids and kids and older folks on the podcast, I've never seen a tarantula in my life. So I'm out there taking the the pups out for their you know their sabbatical about midnight. And I see this thing w- walking up my wall, and I go, you know, normally I don't see great big things with big hairy legs walking up my wall. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, yeah, that's true. So I'm, I'm sitting there looking, at, I go, I got to get this thing closer so I can see it. Otherwise, I'm, a, I'm really concerned that my dog is going to see it, or one of my mm-hmm. dogs is going to see it, and going to go look at it. Yep. and i'm i'm going to be in big trouble so i get over there by the wall uh you know we've got view fences if that makes any sense to people but they're part they're partially you know brick at the bottom and the, then they turn into bars at the top uh kind of like the Harrison County jail but that, that's a whole <laughs> different story uh so <laughs> anyway anyway why, so i'm over here
0: Har- wait a minute why <laughs> Harrison County of all places have you been <laughs> well, there
1: i i have seen i have seen the Harrison County jail not from the inside but that's where i was that's where i was uh, spending a lot of time as a kid well, and uh, the long story short is i looked o- i'm walking over there looking at this thing walking at my wall and i go you know i'm not the sharpest tool in the box but i think that's a tarantula so then i, I get down a little bit closer and i thought yeah that's a that's a tarantula so it's cruising up my wall and it goes over the, the, the brick part, you know, underneath the, the sure. wrought iron part. And I, well, that'll be the end of that. And I'm going so I, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish because my dog didn't get close to it and didn't, didn't notice it. Right. And I am going, okay, well, that's good. So then I, I look again, I, I walk back toward the house and I look again and it's sitting on the top of the brick part underneath the wrought iron part just sitting there hanging out.
0: Was it sneering at you?
1: It was. It, oh. was, sneering, it was sneering at me. And uh, so I went back over and I looked at it again and it, it apparently decided that I wasn't food. Yeah. I, I I was too big to tackle. Right. Uh, So it, it just walked on down the, the other side of the wall. But uh, I know most people on this podcast would probably think, well, you know, I, I think Randy is, you know, he hasn't been out very much lately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he might be seeing things, but he in this might case, be
1: seeing things.
0: In this case, I can, I can, uh, your description is very apt and I understand completely what you saw because I was, um, I saw the same thing once and it was um, quite an adventure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and frankly, I'm not as much of a uh, Mother Nature lover as you apparently are. And so, frankly, my first in inclination would be to eliminate it from the planet. But on the other hand, out in the desert, there are some unpleasant insects, and tarantulas yeah. do do eat unpleasant insects. And so, the fact that you spared its life probably helped, uh, maybe eliminate a few of those. I hope.
1: Well, it probably it probably got rid of a bunch of the other stuff that's worse. It's it's like it's like they always say down in Florida. I, when I was on the road, I used to spend a lot of time in Florida, and uh, one night I was laying there on my hotel bed, you know, wondering, you know, what I was going to read so I could go to sleep, and I look up yeah. at the ceiling, Yeah. and I look at the ceiling, I, I notice these, Yeah. my whole life is just noticing something in the distance, so I look sure. up at the ceiling and I go, what is that? So I get up and I get a closer look, and you know what's running across my ceiling, right?
0: A palmetto bug, I'm guessing. No, a lizard. Oh a, li- oh, a lizard. Okay, Yep, 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 yep. yep. Okay. A
1: lizard. So then, so I called down to the. I No, I, I actually didn't. I'm not. I'm not that kind of guy. I, I was okay. I'm gonna. I don't want to sleep with this lizard tonight. So, I waited till it got a little bit closer, and then I covered it with a bowl. You know, like a sure a plastic bowl.
0: Right, and then you I put was, heavy heavy things on top of it.
1: Uh, yeah, he was doing push-ups trying to get this bowl off it. But anyway. I go, oh, I'll let him out in the morning. And so I told that when I went down in the morning and I told the, you know, the front desk clerk, I said, you know, there was a lizard in my room last night. He goes, don't kill the lizard. I said, what do you mean? Don't kill the lizard. He goes, it eats stuff that's worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy, You mean there's stuff that's worse in this hotel?
1: <laughs> Apparently, because they were they were all happy that I still had a functioning lizard in my room.
0: Oh boy! Well, on our honeymoon, my my father paid for my honeymoon, uh, which he deducted because he was uh, uh, considering purchasing the hotel that we stayed in. Oh, this I thought was, you
1: were going to tell me you had to make business calls while you were on your honeymoon. You know that would
0: have had I been a little more experienced <laughs> in in the insurance business, I'm sure that would have been my honeymoon activity. But uh, so we went down checked into this place, and it was a very nice place, right on the ocean at uh, Lauderdale by the Sea which I think is on Ooh. the north north side Ooh, of Fort yeah. Lauderdale. That's,
1: that's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, it was. And uh, so what we did was we uh, th- we did typical newlywed stuff. And uh, one morning, you know, knock, knock, knock. And uh, yes, uh, well, here to spray. I guess they just went and sprayed all <laughs> the rooms and all the guests are happy to see them. I never saw anything I didn't like during that stay in uh, Lauderdale by the sea. But it was uh It was, uh, the guy just made himself at home and we're under the covers and he just walks around through the, it was a suite. And so he uh, went through all the rooms and, and, uh, sprayed, uh, all around the baseboards and everything else said, okay, thank you. And left. Uh, it just seemed like it was a.
1: Did he leave and say, carry on?
0: <laughs> no, no, he didn't say anything <laughs> that could have been. I don't know what else he sees going through every hotel room every, like once a month or something, but um, he probably sees a lot of weird stuff. We yeah. tried to be as normal as possible during his short visit. But anyway, so it was just like a so matter of fact that they didn't even bother to tell us ahead of time. Oh, you know, Tuesday morning, the guy comes in to spray. So be ready. Yeah, we had we had no warning or anything. So I we didn't see anything. So I guess the spray was effective.
1: Well, the one I apparently the hotel I was in was a little bit more nature friendly, and they wanted it to be taken care of by wild lizards running through your rooms. Yeah.
0: Well, when I was a kid, I was in Florida for about a month and came home with some pet chameleons. Yeah. And they're uh, little tiny lizards. Uh they I wasn't afraid of them at all. And uh, I brought them home to my yard and it was uh early spring, so the, the weather was pretty warm, and I took them out in the yard with little uh leashes on that I had made yeah. out of spring. Yeah, yeah. And here came my my uh oh god, what was he? He was a German short hair um puppy. Oh god, German short hair, uh. I can't remember for sure what his breed was. I think he was, no, he wasn't a German hair, but he was a hunting dog of some kind. And oh, he, hunted, yeah. he hunted the hell out of those lizards before I had a chance to stop him. They were both down the hatch, including his strings.
1: Say, whoa, what was his name? Larry, the lizard
0: killer? <laughs> <laughs> well, it became that afterwards. Absolutely. So there went my pets that I brought back from Florida.
1: I wanted one of those in the worst way. I wanted a chameleon. And my dad says, not happening buddy my dad my dad was not a big reptile fan
0: well Uh, i'm not either but these were just running around all over the the hotel Uh, we stayed in two different hotels during that month and uh, apparently uh, the chameleons just came with the territory
1: yeah my dad when we were on the ranch anything that looked like a snake Mm -hmm. that got onto our ranch was not there long
0: yeah well good for him because that's the way i feel about things uh we had the family out on horses riding uh at a dude ranch not too long ago like six or eight years ago i guess and uh there was a path and all the dudes rode in the same path all the time and all of a sudden the uh the lady wrangler's horse jumped straight up in the air and landed sideways across the trail and there was a big giant rattlesnake And uh, her biggest concern at that moment was the dog, the ranch dog had followed all of us dudes on our ride. And uh, he went after that snake and she was uh, desperately trying to keep him away from the snake. So uh, I don't think the snake got the dog and uh, we all kind of took a big old circle around the snake. But I would subscribe to your father's uh, uh, point of view. And I would say time to get rid of that snake before it does any damage
1: yeah because it's it's just nothing to have i mean the biggest problem you know like you just said the biggest problem with snakes around the ranch is that horses don't like it right and uh, the dogs don't like it and nothing really likes it but uh the biggest problem is is if you're riding a horse as you saw you know and the the horse sees the snake and you don't you know Mm -hmm. you never know what's going to happen because they they can spook and you can be in the next county before you know it
0: absolutely or laying on the ground next to the snake (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that too. And he, I, I would rather not that happen. But uh, you know, it sure. ha- anything anything can happen. A horse just loses their freaking mind. You know.
0: Well, a horse is only thinking of himself. He's not thinking yeah. about your welfare as the rider. He's thinking only about I'm getting out of here pronto.
1: Yeah, and- I used to say I used to have a saying about horses. You know, when when you're riding a trail, you know, it's like on an edge of a mountain. Uh huh. I used to have this saying. They'll never go over the edge because they're smarter than you. Well, just know that that's not true.
0: No. And frankly, (laughs) uh, if if the edge seems like a better place to be than, you know, walking up on a snake, that's where they're going to go. Oh, yeah. You got that right. Oh, boy. Well, are you excited to hear about what our category of English language correction is? I am. From, what? From what the, we ha-
1: we've been learning from the CDC for how many weeks now?
0: It's been many, many weeks, and there's plenty more to go because the CDC oh. has spent a lot of resources on this uh, project of correcting us, of telling us that we are jerks and idiots and we must learn to speak properly and speaking properly involves using language that does not offend minorities or people of color or people of whiteness or people from other countries or in this case people from rural areas that's a whole genre of humans that um, normally they're they're not well thought of by the people who would create cultural rules for language but in this case they've got a whole category and now i got to tell you it's the smallest category in this whole document here so they don't really care that much but the uh the rules are such uh instead of saying these things do not ever say these things rural people and you and i have both been rural people at one time or another i grew up in wayne illinois you grew up in Nebraska. I prefer
1: to be called a rural person.
0: Yeah. And here's the other thing that maybe uh, you haven't been called before because it is the 21st century frontier people. Were you ever called a frontier people? (laughs) That's a little Uh, odd. No,
1: no. uh, You know, by the time I grew up in Western Nebraska, Daniel Boone was
0: long gone. Yeah. See, I think think they had trouble filling out this category. I don't think they really wanted to use this because it's too mainstream, but they felt like they had to be even handed. So they just made up some stupid crap to throw into this category. So they have two elements, two things that we're never supposed to say because it would hurt our feelings if we were called rural people or frontier people. So here's what we're supposed to say instead of those two things, people who live in rural slash sparsely populated areas. Okay. Now that, just rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? Leave it to. That, uh, is, that what, what?
1: is that. What uh, is that? What's that term for, you know, like, you know, it's like everything starts with a T like this, that the other. Oh, you yes, know,
0: alliteration, alliteration, alliteration. So that's not
1: alliteration, but they were trying for something.
0: Well, they tried and missed, I believe, uh, people who live in rural slash sparsely populated areas. You have to say that instead of rural people. Or even frontier people. I don't. I don't see that gaining any popularity. Here are two more residents or populations of rural areas. You have to say that instead of rural people. I don't understand what their their complaint is. But like I say, I think they were trying too hard because they wanted to be even handed. They wanted to include those of us who grew up in the country. Uh, rural communities is the other thing they think you should be saying instead of rural people i don't know that rural people and rural communities are that much different i don't know oh, that they are. one is, is more hurtful than the other well this the other leads...
1: problem the other problem with rural communities doug uh-huh is there are rural people such as myself that yeah. we didn't grow up in a community we grew up on a ranch sure and it, you know it was like what well, i think in my case it was like five to seven miles to the next human so and and by golly, you know, I know this is going to sound really, uh, really put offish, but mm-hmm. I didn't mind being away from people. <laughs>
0: well, I'm hey, same here. I grew up two miles from the village of Wayne, Illinois. The village had one gas station and one uh, what would now be termed a convenience store. And it had a lumber yard uh, on the railroad siding. But uh, frankly, I didn't mind being out in the country. So nobody was ever going to hurt my feelings by calling me rural people or frontier people. Uh, but that, of course, was Illinois and the frontier was long gone. So I believe this category was very tiny because they tried really hard to be inclusive and to include people who likely don't share their political persuasion. Now, I'm just going to give a little tip. Our next episode is going to be chock full of CDC suggestions and rule changes because the, uh, the, um, I, the, Category that we're going to be dealing with instead of rural is going to be sexual orientation and gender identity. Boy, do they have a lot to say about that. I'm I'll going to be have right to...
1: back. I got to go have lunch.
0: Well, this is Steve's favorite uh, category. You know that he turned right to this page. Just I could tell that because he asked me uh, or he made a comment about their classification. So uh, we're going to be uh, treading on Steve's hallowed ground. When we uh, uh, actually discuss their category of sexual orientation and gender identity, and and if you want to leave the room, I don't blame you. I kind of wish I could too, but uh, that's really not possible. All righty, let's talk Medicare, shall we? That's what we're here for, and uh, we have uh, managed to manage to uh, burn up a lot of our time. That I, I I don't know. I think this timer of mine goes faster at the beginning of the uh, podcast episode, because I'm always shocked at what it says we've been, uh, how much time we've spent. Uh, There are two categories of Medicare benefits that people often get confused. I'm going to forever end that confusion. And I'm sure that people from now on will have a clear understanding of these two things and the differences between them. The first item is the welcome to Medicare preventive visit and i've got a whole description right from medicare.gov the other item is going to be yearly wellness visits and there's a difference between these two welcome to medicare preventive visit is a part b benefit that you get within the first 12 months that you have part b of medicare you can do this thing with your doctor any old time you want, but you have to get it done before the end of the first 12 months. So you pay nothing for this under original Medicare. It's free of charge. The welcome to Medicare preventive visit is a deal where your doctor uh, will accept a visit from you that you don't have to pay for. It's a doctor and they have to say other health care provider uh assuming he takes um, he accepts medicare assignment uh, the part b deductible does not apply to this particular visit so within your first 12 months under part b of medicare you may have to pay coinsurance and the part b deductible may apply if your doctor or other healthcare provider performs additional tests or services during the same visit and if medicare does not cover those tests under this preventive benefit if Medicare doesn't cover the additional tests or services, like, say, a routine physical exam, you may have to pay the full amount. But if you're just doing the welcome to Medicare preventive visit, there will be no cost to you either under the Part B deductible or uh, the coinsurance. Your doctor or other healthcare provider may recommend you get services more often than Medicare covers, or they may recommend services that Medicare doesn't cover. If this happens, you're going to get stuck paying some or all of the costs. So um, make sure that your doctor is giving you advice uh, that is going to be consistent with your expectation of what Medicare is going to pay for. So back to the Welcome to Medicare preventive visit. It is a review of your medical and social history related to your health. It also includes education and counseling about preventive services, including certain screenings like flu, pneumococcal shots, and referrals for other care if needed, height, weight, and blood pressure measurements, a calculation of your body mass index, a simple vision test, a review of your potential risk for depression, and your level of safety. An offer to talk with you about creating advanced directives and a written plan letting you know which screenings shots or other preventive services you might need you can get details about coverage for screenings shots and other preventive services by going to uh, medicare.gov and in the search window type in tests and you're going to find a whole list of tests things to know about the uh, annual or the uh, welcome to medicare preventive visit when you make your appointment let your doctor's office know that you would like to schedule your welcome to medicare preventive visit bring the following things to your appointment medical records including immunization records family health history and a list of any prescription drugs over-the-counter drugs vitamins and supplements that you currently take along with how often you take them and why And uh, let's see. Uh, There's a final notation here that says, if you have a current prescription for opioids, your provider will review your potential risk factor for opioid use uh, disorder, evaluate your severity of pain and your current treatment plan, provide information on non-opioid treatment options, and may refer you to a specialist if appropriate. Your provider will also review your potential risk factors for substance use disorder like alcohol and tobacco use, and refer you for treatment if needed. All right, so all that is about your welcome to Medicare preventive visit. Once again, you get that once within the first 12 months after you enroll in Medicare Part B, and it's free of charge unless other things come up that your provider wants to uh, perform or um, send you for uh, other testing and so forth. Now, contrast that. With your yearly wellness visit, that was the welcome to Medicare visit. This is your yearly wellness visit. You get this once a year. If it's been more than 12 months since your last one, you're ready to go for your next one. This is covered under Medicare Part B. And um, if you've had it for longer than 12 months, you get another wellness visit to develop or update your personalized plan to help prevent disease or disability based on your current health and risk factors. This yearly wellness visit isn't a physical exam. Neither is the welcome to Medicare uh, preventive visit. Neither of these can be construed as physical examinations. Uh, However, you don't need to have a welcome to Medicare preventive visit to qualify for a yearly wellness visit, your costs in Original Medicare are the following: nothing. You pay nothing for this if your doctor or other healthcare provider is uh, accepts Medicare assignment. The Part B deductible does not apply. However, you may have to pay coinsurance, and the Part B deductible may apply if your doctor or other healthcare provider performs additional tests or services during the same visit that the Medicare uh, that Medicare doesn't cover under this preventive benefit. If Medicare doesn't cover the additional tests or services like a routine physical exam, you may have to pay the full amount. So what is this? Your provider will ask you to fill out a questionnaire called a health risk assessment as part of this visit. Answering these questions can help you and your provider develop a personalized prevention plan to help you stay healthy and get the most out of your visit. Your visit may include routine measurements like height, weight, and blood pressure, a review of your medical and family history, a review of your current prescriptions, personalized health advice, and advanced care planning. Your provider will also perform a cognitive assessment to look for signs of dementia, including Alzheimer's disease. Signs of cognitive impairment may include trouble remembering, trouble learning new things, trouble concentrating, managing your finances, and making decisions about your everyday life. If your provider thinks you may have cognitive impairment, Medicare covers a separate visit to do more thorough examination and review of your cognitive function and to check for conditions like dementia, depression, anxiety, or delirium, and design a care plan. And here is the final note. If you have a current prescription for opioids, oh, same thing as the uh, the welcome to Medicare test. If you've got a prescription for opioids, that's a big red flag to your doctor. And they're going to jump through a bunch of hoops to make sure that you are not an opioid addict. But that's the difference between the welcome to Medicare wellness visit and the yearly wellness visit. Uh, different things kind of paid for the same way. Pretty much if you go to a doctor that accepts Medicare assignment, you're not going to pay anything unless this guy is creative enough to maybe line you up for a whole bunch of other examinations that uh, you will wind up paying for, but maybe you'll need that stuff anyway. So that's uh, Medicare considers, considers this a pretty good deal, but don't ever mistake either one of these things for routine physical exams. And by golly, I don't even think I don't know if the crickets have chirped but we have uh, come in under the wire on this one 29 minutes that's a new world record for me
1: That is the the crickets have chirped but uh unusually uh, I usually break it off before they they go for it so yeah the crickets have chirped but I was going to ask you a question uh on the
0: yearly wellness visit uh, uh yeah yearly wellness is one of the visits welcome to medicare is the other one so So on the
1: yearly wellness visit, is it a bad sign when you walk into your doctor's office and he looks up with a surprised look on his face and says, you're still around?
0: Well, that would be a bad sign unless he needs patients. If he needs (laughs) revenue, he's going to be glad to see you. Oh, boy, you're still around. It'll be a different um, enunciation of that phrase or that question but it'll be there'll be more joy in his voice ah you're still around i can get some more money from the government to have a wellness visit with you
1: yeah every time he tells me to do something you know this or that or the other thing i go will i still be able to play piano
0: <laughs> i did that once i i'm so <laughs> proud of myself i accidentally uh smashed the tip of my index finger on my left hand and so i, I uh I went to the emergency room, and uh, there was this doctor there from a foreign country in in Asia. Uh, This was like 30 years ago, so this was kind of a rare occurrence in our little town. But uh, he had the nurse take x-rays of my finger, and then he showed me the x-ray results, which were that the bone in my finger was smashed and kind of pulled apart, but it would heal by itself just fine. And in and, and his heavily accented uh, Hindi language, I said, uh, well, uh, doctor, um, will I be able to play the piano when it heals? And the nurse was going, <laughs> trying not to laugh because she knew what was coming.
1: She and knew doctor, where it was she knew where it was going. Absolutely. And,
0: oh, absolutely. She she didn't want to burst out laughing, but she was trying hard not to. And the doctor was very solicitous. Oh, Mr. Jones, you you'll be able to play the piano beautifully. And I said, Well, that, that's odd because I can't play now. And boy, did his <laughs> eyeballs roll around in his head.
1: Yeah, I pulled that. It's it's such an old joke, you would think that especially a doctor.
0: Well, you got to catch a, one he, that doesn't that didn't grow up here. Oh well, that
1: plus a young one. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 pulling it all off on the young ones again now. So, anyway, long story short is we are out of time, Doug. Well, let's beat feet while the beating is good. The chickens have chickens.
0: <laughs> oh boy, you've been thinking about those spiders again. That's
1: I know, I know. The crickets have chirped, and we our seventy-five cents clock is gone. But there's a couple things I always like to take care of before we sign off and land the plane. Doug loves to get email. He lives for email. So grab your pencil, write down the email address dbj at mlmmailbag.com. One more time dbj at mlmmailbag.com. And he loves to hear from you, he really does. Couple other things. Doug is licensed nationwide to help you choose an appropriate Medicare supplement plan. You can visit us on our website at medicareforthelazyman.com. One thing we would appreciate is if you could find a way to give us a review on the, on the book and the podcast. It helps us a lot in the ratings and Lord knows we need that. So ultimately, one more thing, certainly not last, but not least either. Thank you for joining us. You could have been a hundred different places and you weren't. You were here spending some time with us on Medicare for the lazy man podcast. And by the way, in case you weren't keeping track on your wristwatch, and I know nobody uses a wristwatch anymore, but bottom line is you have spent about 32 and a (laughs) half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma. No more hanging out in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona, in his Fortress of Solitude. And while I head on to the next destination, which I think I'll go to Mazatlan, he is going to be hanging in there at about 17,000 feet.
0: Ugh, with my oxygen tank. Thank he- you so much, for ladies and gentlemen. My wristwatch is telling me that it's time to go, but we'll be looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. Bye-bye.